0: Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents
1: this is protecting America now here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby and welcome to another edition of protecting America I am Rita Cosby gut-wrenching and dramatic testimony this week on Capitol Hill and elsewhere about our wide open southern border and deadly fentanyl which is claiming so many american lives and joining us now to discuss all of this is the former director of the DEA Special Operations Division he was also chief of the New York Drug Enforcement Task Force and he also testified very powerfully on Capitol Hill Derek Maltz Agent Maltz your testimony was so gripping describe what you explained to the members of Congress this week.
0: Rita, thanks for having me again. Well, I've been pushing this really for about five years, working with families around the country, and it's getting really, really old because we're not seeing the action. So I made it clear in the Congressional Committee that the president should immediately declare a public health and national security emergency because our communities are being flooded with deadly chemical substances coming into the country from primarily Mexico now, but China's behind the entire operation. And unfortunately we are losing an historic level of kids. And, you know, like I made it really clear, Rita, because I really believe what I'm about to say, I'm not just saying it, that it's really not a red or a blue issue. It's a red, white and blue issue because all Americans should be caring about this because it's impacting, you know, all races, all socioeconomic backgrounds, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, we're seeing kids from every single area of the country dying. So it's hard to imagine that there's just no sense of urgency when our kids are dying at record level. So basically, you know, I am doing this because these families that are out there working so hard, they inspire me because they're so courageous, they're selfless, and they've lost their kids and they're fighting. So I have to keep the fight so I was I was actually taking advantage of the opportunity to make sure the public hears what the truth is about this crisis.
1: You know, I love Derek Maltz, that you are putting a face to these numbers because it is a stunning number, 100,000 people a year, as you know, from this deadly fentanyl coming across our southern border predominantly, as you know all too well. And this week, we really saw some faces. I mean, it was that testimony by the mothers and others who lost. What was that like for you sitting in there and hearing from these families just pour their hearts out? I think the world really was moved by hearing their testimony.
0: Rita, unfortunately, I've been listening to the families for like almost five years now, and that's why I'm so committed to helping them, because they feel like they're being absolutely neglected and that the government is not stepping up into doing their job. So let me give you a a very simple example of something here. The drug czar of America under the current administration testified on February 15th. He told the Congress that this is the worst drug crisis we've ever seen, that it was unacceptable to him and the president, It's a direct threat to the public health and national security, and it's a new era of drug trafficking. So my question to everyone, and I said it yesterday, and that is, so what's the new era of aggressive action to go after these deadly poisonous fentanyl labs with a wide open border? It just doesn't make any sense. You don't have to be a border expert or a drug enforcement agent or a homeland security agent to understand that basic concept. It's similar to when the president said, Back in December, that the drug crisis is an extraordinary and unusual national security threat to the country. And, but yeah, we have a wide open border when everyone knows the Mexican cartels are responsible. And yesterday, our attorney general, under oath in Congress, said that he believes that the Mexican cartels are deliberately like doing this. So I don't understand it. You know, I'm not this intellectual academic guy. But I did work, you know, on the front lines with my guys and ladies out there around the world. And it's just mind boggling to me that this can continue on at the level it is. We've never had in the history of the country any terrorist organization that has killed this many Americans.
1: Should they be classified, the cartels, as terrorist organizations? And what would that do?
0: Well, I've been, again, I testified in Congress in Ohio four years ago, whatever it is now recommending that the US government declares them terrorists. And President Trump actually was getting the messages and wanted to do it. But the Washington bureaucrats and, you know, all these politicians, you know, convinced them not to. The bottom line is is I don't really care what we call them. We could call them drug cartels, but they've evolved from drug cartels to transnational criminals to now terrorists. But what I want is action on them, because if Al Qaeda or Hezbollah or ISIS was killing 107,000 Americans a year, we would be going after them because they're named terrorists, right? But these guys are doing it at levels that we've never seen. If you combine all the deaths to Americans and all these traditional terror groups, it wouldn't be anywhere near the numbers from one year here, right? Just look at 9-11, September 11th, you know, 3,000 dead, Iraq war, Afghani war, another 7,000 dead, including my brother, by the way, in Afghanistan. But that's about 10,000. Just think about that. We had 107,000 drug deaths this one year alone. And really the fastest you know, age group is all children, and children under 14 are dying at record levels. So it's really sad, but what it would do is it would focus the United States apparatus on the biggest threat, day-to-day threat to our country. The cartels bombarding our country and killing our kids with poisonous drugs. And we use the best and brightest in our country to, you know, step up the game,
1: as we say. Why are they not doing it? What was the reluctance?
0: Well, it's clear what the reluctance is, because Mexico is a very important partner of America, right, for trade, and they're good people in America. And we don't want to start a war with Mexico. But right now, Rita, and I call this out really clear, we can no longer rely on the soft-on crime politicians and corrupt leadership in mexico because they're on the cartel's payroll we have to save our kids we can't rely on them to save our kids so it's about trade it's about like you know state department and the diplomatic relationship building and i understand all of that stuff but at what point do you say enough is enough the president in mexico amlo is soft on crime he has a philosophy Hugs for dogs, no bullets, okay? I mean, that's why they're running the country. Now, just let me say this, because, you know, New York is my home. You know, last week, it should be eye-opening to anybody in America when they convicted in the Eastern District of New York, Genaro Garcia Luna, the former head. He's the FBI equivalent in Mexico, the FBI director equivalent in Mexico, who worked for six years as a triple agent working for the cartels, working for the U.S. government, and working for the Mexican government. And he was taking multi-millions of dollars as he was creating safe passage for mass amounts of drugs into America. So we can't rely on them. We have to put pressure on them. We have to use all, you know, the whole entire U.S. government apparatus. First of all, when do we have any meetings down there at the highest level? And I don't mean... President Biden go down there for photo ops. I'm talking about the head of DEA, the head of FBI, the head of Homeland Security, the head of CBP. When have they been down there to sit down and meet with the Mexicans and tell them how serious this is to U.S.? We're losing our kids. We're not going to continue to lose our kids. So either you work with us, use our technology and bilateral agreement operations, let's go destroy the production labs. And by the way, Mr. Mexico, If you don't want to work with us, we have to start, you know, taking this on our own because we are going to save our kids. That's most important to us. But that's not happening.
1: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But that requires also the President of the United States at the top of the pillar, to basically have that attitude. And he doesn't barely ever mention border. He doesn't barely ever mention fentanyl. And when he was down in Mexico, standing next to the Mexican president, Derek Malton, you know that the Mexican president was praising him as being the first president in a long time who hasn't built more barriers, more border wall. I mean, and President Biden was nodding. So how do you change that if you don't have the top of the chain pushing that get tough on Mexico, get tough on cartels?
0: Right. Exactly. That's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. And it's actually it's really sad because these families like they, you saw the mother that lost her two sons, right? Two sons. The same day, one kid, the day after he graduated from high school, he died. And she lost both of them on these fake prescription pills, which, by the way, the DEA sees 57 million of these pills last year in America. And the DEA has put out an assessment that six out of 10 pills that they have analyzed contain a potentially lethal dose of fentanyl. One of the other things, Rita, that I'm, I'm trying to keep this simple for this current administration, right? And I'm not trying to be, you know, a comedian here. This is serious. Let's keep it simple. The president said what a crisis it is. The drug czar said it. The DEA administrator said it. The FBI director said it. So let's start off and realize that our kids are not listening to podcast. They're not watching congressional hearings. They're not watching cable news. They're not even watching mainstream media. So let's realize they're on the video reels every day on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok. Let's get some professional athletes, celebrities, role models, and influencers on social media to start educating them on this is poison. You will die. Don't take it. Keep it simple, right? So why doesn't the president call for the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, WNBA, Major League Soccer, you know, the women's soccer, get them all in the White House and say, I got a challenge for you. We need some of these role models that are being paid hundreds of millions of dollars to step up, educate our kids, because they will listen to the role models. Okay? So that's my challenge. So guess what happened today? And you're the first one I've told this to in the media, because I really like what you guys do. I got a text message from Ennis Freedom, the basketball player that stood up for the horrendous human rights violations of China and was released in the NBA. And he texted me to say, you were right, Mr. Maltz, I watch your testimony and I'm on board. So guess what he did? And he's got millions of followers. After I sent him materials on some of the talking points and some of the things that are needed to be pushed out, he pushed out a Twitter message or tweet and also an Instagram message. And he's got millions of followers.
1: That's great. So it's
0: action. It's action. And that guy stands for freedom. He had the courage to speak out against these relationships between our professional sports leagues and China, who's our biggest adversary in the world. So, this is a big day for me. That's why you see I'm getting a little excited because I've been trying to get that done for four years, five years, and I can't get any professional athletes to step up because they're afraid. Oh, my God, this is the drugs. I can't be associated with the drug crisis because my buddies are all smoking pot. We're not talking about smoking pot, Tom Brady or LeBron James or J.J. Watt. These are good people and amazing athletes. But if they understood that this poison is killing the kids at this record level, I guarantee you they would step up. So if anybody listening to this has contact with those men, send them my way because those are role models to me. These guys are great athletes and great citizens. They help communities all the time. Why wouldn't they want to save lives of these kids? And they can do it faster than the government. Absolutely.
1: They had the influence. That's a great point. And Derek Moore celebrities too. Yeah. What do you think? You bring up the great point. It's a red, white, and blue issue. It shouldn't be a Republican, a Democrat issue. Do you think hopefully and his freedom, first of all, that's fantastic. Do you think he will change the game that he maybe opens the floodgates by doing this?
0: I believe, in my opinion, because there's a lot of controversy around him from these other guys that are just more interested in making money, right? So I believe he's going to now embarrass them and shame them because I got every family in America that have lost their kids. I'm working right now to make sure they're all following him and looking at his messages because we don't see that too often. Okay, it's very rare that we see somebody at this status for as a celebrity to step up and do what's right for the kids and not what's right for his bank.
1: Bravo. That is so fantastic. Now, before I let you go, Derek Maltz, what did you make of also this week? We heard from Congressman Clay Higgins, who is a former sheriff, as you may know, and he was in one of the hearings. And he said, you know what, Mayorkas, basically, if I could, I would charge you with a crime for all the crimes that have happened because of, quote, a wide open southern border. Do you think that there are grounds to go after Majorcas, go after others for it? Well,
0: yes, because yesterday when I went and testified, the first thing they do is you have to raise your right hand and swear to tell the truth, right? And if you lie, that's perjury. He lies to the American public in Congress when he says that they have operational control of the border. That is an outright lie. So, yes, he can be charged and should be impeached. Not because I don't like the guy, I don't even know him. He's lying to the public, and the invasion is continuing. And there's 160 countries of migrants from around the world. And like I say, I want to be fair. The majority of these migrants that are coming over the border just want a better life. Okay? My heart goes out to them. But we have from China, from Russia, from Yemen, from Iran, from countries around the world that hate us, that want to destroy us. And we don't even know who they are because there's been over 1.2 million Godaways that are coming into this country from the wide open border. And one other thing I want to just make a point on, because you'll hear a lot of the Democrats that talk about, well, we're doing such a good job. We're making all these seizures, record-breaking seizures. No. And also saying it's all coming through the port of entry. That's where most of it's coming from, right? Okay, well, what about this month? You don't hear too much about this on mainstream media. There's been over 320 pounds of fentanyl seized in between the port of entries, the Border Patrol, seizing these record levels of, poisonous drugs that are coming in, not through the port of entry. But no one talks about that. So it's very deceptive. The public doesn't get the truth. So you shouldn't have leadership in these agencies that lie to the public.
1: Do you see this turning around? Do you see now maybe the floodgates opening because sadly, the numbers are so big. And that testimony this week between you and the parents, it was gripping. It was some of the most emotional that I've ever seen, Derek Maltz.
0: Well, I think that we are moving in the right direction with the awareness stuff, right? But you got to understand, like the DEA administrator said in her testimony that Mexico has to do more. We have all these extradition requests piling up in Mexico, and we only got like last year, I think, 24 drug extraditions from Mexico. If we want to make an impact, at least we have to get the people out of there that we've arrested, that we've indicted in America, right? If these are the kingpins down there, maybe by doing that. But I don't have any hope because the cartels have these officials on the payroll. So they're not going to turn over the ones that are very important. Okay, so it's total disaster. That's why we have to do something different. And honestly, we have to be more aggressive. We have to get down there and put them on notice that we're not going to sit back and just let your cartels kill our kids. We have to step up and we have to be aggressive. And I hope they do it. Because that's really the most important thing. Protecting kids must be number one. 1,000%.
1: And everybody, by the way, be sure to subscribe and share to this, wow, very powerful podcast. And Agent Derek Maltz, thank you for everything you do to keep our kids safe. You are like such a blessing to all those families across America, sadly, that have gone through this with fentanyl, but your support and your advocacy has just been, I'm sure means the world to them. And you keep up the good fight and let us know whatever we can do to help. Thank you so much for being here. Thank
0: you so much, Rita. appreciate your help. Thank you.
1: And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight, on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America.